Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Wise Words with Dan. Today we'll be talking about the upcoming Euro final, Italy against England for the Italia. I'm so proud my country had made have has made it to the final. Um, but yeah, today we'll be discussing the semi-final matches and the upcoming final match between Italy and England. So it promises to be an interesting podcast. Um, joining me on my um, show today will be Chester, who's a massive England supporter, and George, who who supports Greece, but obviously they're not in the Euros. So, yeah, so, and me supporting Italy. So it'll be, it'll definitely be an interesting conversation between us three and we give our analysis of both those semi-final games and what our predictions will be heading into the final. So enjoy. Man, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I thought I'd try it on the laptop today. What up, peeps? Hey. Hey. Yes, how are you? Oh, it's the Jack Grealish of the... Uh, of the Premier League right here. <laughs> the what? The Jack? Whoever you want, man. I'm I'm just like... Still buzzing? Still can't believe that we've actually made it to like a final of a tournament. I know. You know, it's How like... 10 years ago. You know, it's that uh, funny though. Just like... to give you an idea of it, 11 years ago, 20... Yeah. No, no. So 11 years ago, like at the 2010 World Cup, I remember I had a football game one morning, like for my 11 to 5 team in Chatswood. I woke yeah. up at four in the morning to watch us play a real shit performance and draw nil nil with Algeria. Nowadays, I've just watched us, I've just woke up at five in the morning to watch us beat Denmark 2 1 and make it to a final. Yeah, with a little help from, wow. the, from the referees and obviously the, the green green laser. <laughs> the green laser. <laughs> It was a penalty. I don't care what people say. When you're running through on goal, when it's not from goal, so you're running, when you're running through and someone's come behind you and put their leg behind you, do you really expect the man to... Like, okay. That's all right. Maybe he played for it. He played for it, but that should yeah. be a penalty. Like, there's yeah. no doubt that should be a penalty. Yeah. It's no, like, if it happened against us, I would accept it. Yeah, because a player's always going to play for it there, but it's not done. Agree. Like it's definitely not done. Because there's a difference between playing for a penalty and diving. Right. Yeah. So England's making it so well and good, but <laughs> Italy making the final as well now. Now, man, that's something else. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably wasn't wasn't expected <laughs> to be honest with you. With um, a lot of pundits these days, because they they were. Everyone was on the France bandwagon and, and obviously um, England as well, but majority were like France. But obviously them being knocked out early um, in the round of 16, that that really shook the uh, footballing world, I guess you could say. So um, let's see what happens. But I, I'm hoping England win. I really want England to win it and just be like, done and dusted. I don't have to hear about it. Obviously, we don't have cameras on here, but I'm just fist pumping when you say shit like that. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? Because because myself being like obviously of, of Greek background and and you know I just I just despise Italy. Like you know they've stolen half of our freaking food. Like you know they 
they think they're better than everyone else. Well, the Greeks invented pizza. No, you didn't. Yes, it is. It's available on website. What? It's available. Look it up. Look up. Do some research. You know what I would want to do though. Whether you invented pizza or not, you know one of those gyros wraps. I'd love to put one pizza. Yeah, you could just do that. Just unwrap it. And put yeah. it in the oven. No, but you can buy them. You can buy the packs of them at Coles, like just the yeah. wrap themselves. Me and Jake did that the other time. I've done that today yeah. and the other day, like because it's cheap. You know, yeah. that's cheap. Yeah. But do, you know, do you know when I do you know when I was younger, I thought the Italians created the create uh, invented football rather than <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What what do you think that what do you think the song's called? Football's coming home. Sorry, George, we didn't invent football either, by the way. Well, technically, no, because, I, because I grew up, I grew up watching Roma um, in the in the series A, and I just that's all I knew when I was a kid. And then Fair enough. Like, really? I was like ten years old at the time. I didn't know what football was. I just got into it. No, and, that's and Ah, and, and I and I was asking my grandfather one day, "Oh, who who invented this sport?" And he was like, "Oh, the Italians, mate. The Italians." <laughs> um, they did the FFA Cup draw this this evening. Um, so Sydney FC play Sydney Olympic in the first. Why can't we play someone outside of where we are? Like, it always uh, fucking happens. Right? And then, what were, <laughs> then Western Sydney are playing Broad Meadows from Melbourne. Oh, yeah, yeah. see, so you get a Melbourne team. Yeah, we get a Melbourne team. Why can't we have like an Australia team or someone like that or Queensland team? Like, we all... <laughs> I don't follow it. I, I hate the FA Cup. I barely ever watch it. No. I don't know, Dan, if you've watched more games than me in the past. But do we actually ever play teams outside of New South Wales, Dan? Let alone that outside of Sydney. Like, no, we, ne- we never do really. Nah, do but I think I think the reason why they've probably done it because if you look at the pots that they're in, I think because of COVID, they want to try and restrict as much travel as possible. So they've kept a lot of the clubs within state base, but we're but obviously with a couple of outsiders, but. Um, I know, um, I know Wollongong. They're playing. Um, they're they're not playing any A League teams, as far as I know, um, yet. But Macarthur's got um, yeah, and and all that. So uh, I'm still getting over the grand. Final, I guess we're so close. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about Sydney FC at the moment. <laughs> As soon as uh, we went down to 10 minutes, yeah, I was just like... Yeah, but yeah, at the end of the day, Luke Brennan's a hothead. He'll, he, he's always good for a red card. He cost us the bloody game in the end. Like as soon as he got something yellow and he went off, Melbourne City just took advantage of the momentum. Yeah. Literally, the, game, the and, whole game uh, turned on... George, at the, the, end, the, end, the end of the day, we actually qualified for the finals. Yeah, all right. Take it easy. Uh, well, do you have a Champions League trophy in your fucking cabinet? 
Okay, no. let's exactly. <laughs> so come back to us when you've been the fucking. Let's just try and get back on track now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. So England versus Italy in the final. Yes. England prefer Italy uh, versus um, Spain in the semis. Make going to bloody penalty shootout. But I I actually thought we were going to lose in penalty shootout. To be honest. Like, Ooh, first heart, two, you know, everyone says that. Every, every fan says that before, like, after they win a shootout, they go, oh, but I thought we were going to lose that. I've barely heard fans actually think they were going to win. Because prior to them winning it. To be honest, yeah. in that game, before yeah. the shootout, Spain were the better team, I feel. Spain, like, they came out. Like they took some great chances against us, great shots against us. I yeah, say. but then again, like they came back I mean, and equal those. I mean, yeah, but I mean, they did. Well, that like they had to, like they went behind. You'd expect them to come back in a semi final. Well, I think I the like... fact that Italy took the lead meant Spain had to attack, obviously. Like, yeah. But at extra time, I feel like we turned back the momentum and just, yeah, went to shit out. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, England versus Denmark. What was your take on that game, um, Chester? I mean, it was it was a game I expected. I think this game went exactly how, I guess, most England fans or most fans were watching it, expected it to go. You know, don't take Denmark for granted, obviously. They, I mean, huge credit to Denmark for finishing where they did and really giving it a full go after how their tournament started, obviously. Um, it could have gone either way. I think, you know, when they took the lead, the first goal, obviously, we've conceded in this tournament, and it took an absolute worldie of a free kick to do so. I mean, that Damsgord person looked like a real player. What um, a three kicks that was. Like, when they took the lead, obviously, like I said, when you took the lead, obviously, as I said before, I expect you expect Spain to come and attack. Likewise, when Denmark took the lead, we you were expecting us to go out and attack, which we did. Yeah. And I think from that point on, we obviously started to control the game. I mean, Denmark had pockets of possession and like moments here and there, but on the overall balance... We basically we got back in control of the game, and for the majority of the second half and extra time, we were the dominant team in terms of attacking play. But obviously, with it being a semi-final, with it being like everything on the line, both decent teams against each other. I can't believe I'm calling England a decent team in an international tournament, but here we are. Um, I'm proud of my boys. Um, but yeah, with both these decent teams playing against each other. You're expecting, even though, like, say, England are dominating, you could just we're just expecting Denmark to maybe get a break and score, and that would be it, or score from a corner. Because in games like this, that that's all it can take. Sometimes you can dominate a game in a knockout game, but lose by one chance. This happens sometimes. Luckily for us, we took the chances. However, people are going to complain, say unfair they were that came to us and managed to come out on top and get to our first final in 55 fucking years. I'm still buzzing about it. 1966 was the last time England made a final in a tournament. And since then, bar semi-final appearances at Italian 19, Euro 1996, 
we have done pretty much fuck all when it comes to international tournaments up until 2018. Gareth Southgate, semi-final fourth place at the 2018 World Cup, semi-final third place at the Nations League, and finalist at Euro 2020. Whether we win it or not, he has turned our country from a laughing stock of world football to ones who yeah. people should fear when they play. Yep. Yeah. And can, can, can five I... years ago, we were on power of the Euros unceremoniously, ceremoniously by Iceland. Yeah. Now we've beaten Denmark and have made it to a final. And England, rise with me and say how fucking proud you are at what Gareth Southgate has done for this team in that time. And, yeah, sorry, what? And the thing is, nah, like, I love your passion, bro. I mean, obviously, like, as you said, like, England, you know, haven't been there since uh, 1966, and obviously black and white TV and and, and the old Wembley Stadium um, as well. And, actually, um, was no, I actually know that uh, from memory they said it was black and white. They only had colour. Oh, no, but there is yeah, who, who did they play in? There is recording. Who did they play against in the final? Six, Germany. Sorry, Mexico, specifically West Germany, because they were West Germany. West Germany. Okay, interesting. So, it's like, now Germany. And, and, and you got to think as well, just I mean, you know how much, you, like I love Crystal Palace as well, like Gareth Southgate, a Palace legend, playing alongside Alan Pardew, another Palace legend. Like you, you got to think like Gareth Southgate. If he's okay, if Gareth Southgate wins the final, and then possibly takes England to another World Cup final and wins it, do you think he'll become the greatest manager of all time, or is that a big call considering how many other managers have preceded him? Uh, like I mean, you could argue. England managers. There's only one. Sorry, can I just say there's only two England managers I can think of who now lay a scratch on Sat who are now competing like Southgate is now competing with. Sir Alf Ramsey, who obviously won us the World Cup in 1966, and RIP to the legend that is Sir Bobby Robson. Yeah. I can't think of a manager that's actually come close to succeeding other than Southgate and those two. Terry Venables? Like even if we as I said, even if we don't win the final. Yeah. Serious? No. Chester, in your opinion, who stood out? Who stood out in this squad, in, in the England squad, most this tournament? It, so it, far, I mean, we yeah, have, like, this is the thing, right? It's not just one player. I, I could, like, I don't know how many England games I've reviewed, watched, or highlights alone. Like, I, I could single out more than one player, like. Mm. That's not singling out, is it? But like, it's yeah, more no, than one. Like, it, it was more. Like, it, this is the best part about it. Like every player, yeah. Basically, every player who regularly plays regularly played this tournament has put a shift in. Even Grealish, who's had a bit of a limited role, every time he's played, he's still done something. He's got two assists. Me, I remind you, and he's only played three games. Like, I can't think like. The only players I can think of haven't done much, but that's not really down to them being bad. It's just down to them having limited game time. I mean, I'm critical of him, to be fair, but I was still impressed with how he got more into the game at times today. He was all right. 
as well. I don't completely hate him. Foden, you know, I'm I'm glad Southgate isn't starting him because it's clear Foden still has a lot of maturing to do as a player. But having to bring a player like Phil Foden off the bench is really good to see. Saka has been amazing. He's such a young player. He's just played with so much confidence. And first and most importantly, Sterling has been phenomenal. Yeah, I was really critical of him yeah. in that first game against Croatia. Well, I think, yeah, I think everyone was. Since, since the group's Sterling has been outstanding. But for this game, this game, what won us this game against Denmark was really out of three people. Kyle Walker, Calvin Phillips and Harry Kane were the three people who won us that game. From the second half onwards, Harry Kane was absolutely outstanding. And this is a lesson to anyone who's just thinking, oh, he's a striker, he didn't do much, he scored a lucky goal. But it's not only about that. Watch how Kane played from that second half onwards, how he kept dropping deep, trying to link up play, trying to get involved, winning the ball back, winning fouls. That was the most important thing. Kyle Walker, excellent. Like his experience and his reading of the game and all of that, he was brilliant down that right-hand side. And then Calvin Phillips. I mean, he I don't like he is unreal, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm scared for Lee I'm scared at Leeds next season because if they keep we saw at the back end of last season how Bielsa f- figured out a way to keep playing that attacking football they play, but tighten up defensively, they could really make a push for that top four, I reckon, next season with him. Oh yeah. Eventually, that's, depending that's on who a, else they that's sign. That's but, a yeah. massive Both three players need that. That, that's a yeah. massive but, yeah, I think yeah. what I was going to say I mean it could happen I like, the only reason they finished as low as they did last season because the first half of the season they were really wide open and you know conceding mm. a lot of goals and therefore losing games maybe they shouldn't have but in the second half of the season or maybe even the last third of the season or quarter of the season, you saw they really tightened up at the back and were a lot harder to break down from that point on and started winning more games consistently. So, yeah. But back to England, obviously. I think, as George said before, like it's a collective effort which has got us to this final for manager and players alike. There's not many players who've gone on that pitch for England haven't performed in this tournament thus far. So, yeah, it's probably, without doubt, one of the best team efforts England have ever put out in a tournament in such a long time. It's unreal. Oh, yeah, yeah hats off to Southgate and all the boys for getting us to this final because you deserve to be there and you deserve to go and win. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna, watching the England yeah. and Denmark <laughs> game, what stood out to me was Michael and Pickford, like the... The save that some of the saves that they made throughout that game was incredible in itself. Oh, for me, for me, Michael is probably um, probably the best keeper in the Premier League right now. Um, Uh I I actually think he's better than his dad, and that's massive for me to say that. But I actually think he's better than his dad. I don't know. That's a bold. That's a bold call. Well, that's a bold call. I know, yeah. but I know, but think about it, right? You look at like that's the a bold Danish call, team. Man. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you look at the Danish teams in the past that they've had. This is really the only probably successful team that they've had, um, either in a World Cup situation or a Euro situation for a very long time. Um, obviously, losing, um, uh, losing, um, they. What was his name? Ericsson, um, obviously in the first game. 
Um, you know, I think that I think that really polarized them to go. You know what? Let's see where we're at. And they only won one game in the group stage by flogging Russia. Like, and then they went on a three-game winning streak, pretty much two-game yeah, winning streak. Yeah, and that was the turn. Because that was the turning. Yeah. And I just feel that um, it was it was really what what the place for them. What was that? Sorry. What was that? I think. Oh no, no, you finish. You finish. No, because we're cutting out. Cutting out a bit, Jesse. That's all. So, no, like, it would have been interesting to see whether, like, it would have been to see if Denmark did, like, say hypothetically, if they did win that game. Um, I don't think we would have got the final that we probably wanted in terms of quality teams like England, Italy, you know, top 10 nations in the world, um, you know, a final, which is, which is great. So I think from a, a genuine football fan that doesn't support either country like myself to a point is that I'm so buzzing for this game. It's probably the most anticipated game that I've probably wanted to watch since like Euros 04. That's it. Apart from that, like I haven't, there hasn't really been a buzz for me to watch any other final apart from this one. Because yeah. history on other sense, because Italy's won um, a couple of Euros before. Yeah, Palace won hmm? Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about international. Like I'm not talking about club club football. Like that, but international oh, stats. Like, this is probably the biggest thing that I've wanting to actually um, see for myself and actually go, you know what? I was here on this earth to witness a final and, um, you know, and I've got to give credit to Italy where where it's due. Mancini has, he hasn't got big name players, but he's got them to be a collective unit. And like Southgate, the same sort of, Situation where, all right, there's probably a few, you know, you know, Harry Kane and and all that, but he's been able to get them across the one message of, you know, you play as one, you lose as one, you win as one, um, and that's I think for 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 international yeah. football, that's what you need. You can't just because you know how many caps do they play before they retire? Usually, not that like under like you know about a hundred or so or about that so it's obviously a lot different to playing for your club or you know when you play for different clubs and and all that so i feel i i i, I think england will win Ooh. but it'll probably get extra time um that's the way yeah I, I, to be honest i think this game could go either way i mean italy and and england uh, like Honestly, throughout the tournament, the two most deserving teams to be there, and they're both um, undefeated. Like both teams, they're both undefeated. undefeated. Yeah, even, even the group stage, and, it, and there, England's so. only considered the one goal from that like awesome free kick. Oh, and just I don't know if you noticed, did you see Mark Goldbridge's reaction to the Harry Kane missed penalty? Then he kicked it in. Did you oh, see yeah. it? No, I didn't. Now watch Mark Goldbridge on YouTube. At the reactions, is there something along the lines? 
Oh, I hate you absolutely. Oh, you scored. He goes, oh, shit, he's missed it. Turned around. He's like, oh, shit, shit. Then he's like, oh, we fucking scored. Yes, get in, get in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was laughing my head off, man. But like that, yeah. But again, that, I really hope England win it to some point because I just want them to go, you know what? They've done it. I feel like England's like the Liverpool of international football. Just would not shut up about not winning a title. But then again, if, so, sorry, Chester. If England do beat Italy, do you really want to yeah. – I know Chester would want to hear it, but George, do you really want to hear it's coming home, it's coming home for the next decade? Well, I don't give a crap because, <laughs> you know what, at the end of the day, it's not – my international team. Can I just paraphrase that man as well the other way around? Just one sec. <laughs> George, <laughs> if Italy win, do you yeah. really want John no. fucking chat for the next millennium? You know what? Shit if, like, oh, Forza Italia, we're the best, amazing. <laughs> if, if coming home to Rome. <laughs> Oh no! Honestly, I feel I feel like I feel like if Italy win this Euro, fucking saying. Thank you, I feel like if Italy win this final, I feel like it's a mob job. Like the mafia infiltrated something, and yeah, the the mafia is doing deals as we speak. Aren't you involved in the mafia, Daniel? Like your family's from like a mafia family in Italy. Huh? Like my, my my. My great grandfather knew had a friend that was from the mafia. Okay, see. In. Okay, fair enough. So I do have history. Yeah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but like, even, okay, here's a question for you, Dan. And, and like, the way you said, I just love the way you said that. Then, yeah, like some like sort of passive aggressive threat to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but like, what do you think, Dan? Like, if if Italy was was to win it, like, how would you sort of see that? Would you see that as, uh, I guess, in a way, unexpected, but also expected to some point, or would you just be like, oh, I'm happy with what Mancini's done with the squad and the players that have come into the team? To be honest. Um, I'd I'd be happy either way, win lose. Like, to be honest, I didn't like. No, nah, you can't say oh, I'm happy either way, win or lose. Like, no, because I honestly like I was happy just to make the semi-finals, and I didn't I didn't expect us to go past that. Well, I didn't like, expect Spain thing. to get there, but you know, Morata being Morata scores like an easy tap in, and then he freaking misses a penalty. Like, I, I mean, being gonna tell being um. Supporting Italy, and it would be heartbreaking for me if England did beat us. But you know, you know, but I'm just—it's uh, like Chester. He's proud that England, you know, and he—it's like me. I'm proud that Italy makes have made the final. And yes, I will be—I would be devastated if England do win. But um, yeah, yeah, it's—it's it's just good to see Italy, you know, in a final. In a sense, and I, I do think that like I am, I am not confident about this game whatsoever. I know this game is a fifty-fifty, and 
it could go either way. And, and I think it would actually go to extra time again as well. Like we've seen all the other games, maybe what majority of the other games go to. So I think it's just about who takes Probably, yeah. their chances the most, I suppose, isn't it? Um, uh, but yeah, like, I'm going to ask you guys this. Yeah. Do you think any, this is the most. Right? Do you think. Um, this, does this Italian team right now remind you of 06? No, different. Different in different ways. In what way? Um, less arrogancy. Not really. The starters. But because the 06 loaded with well. And they were loaded, but the 06 team was loaded, yeah, loaded, loaded with superstars. <laughs> yeah. I can stand this Italian they team. Had like Del Piero, fucking <laughs> Pirlo. I mean, that's literally like. A yeah. billion dollars worth of freaking like money right there. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, like with this current Italian team, they don't have big names, and that's what no. I like about this Italian team. They don't have big name, big egos. They're all playing as a collective unit, and this is what this is why they've been so successful. Because, like I said before, when when you with international football, because it comes around so. Not so often as obviously playing for the club. Um, when you play in these tournaments to get qualification or actually make the, the group stage, it's about cohesion. Like Greece, for example, I mean, ROC, like I said, 04 was probably one in a million chance, but they never went on with it being a better squad after that, apart from a couple more World Cups after that. But now we're still in that rebuilding stage of. We should have capitalized on the 04 victory by investing in our juniors, getting more kids to play overseas in better quality teams. But because Greece being the way they are, it's sort of it we we're, we're playing catch up. So I'm I'm happy with obviously the way Italy will always be a club or a country that will always um, make you know, semis or quarterfinals. Like, they'll always be at, in that, um, towards the end of that last week. But it's just making sure that they get there, they get to the final, which they... Italian football pre-Premier League was like the premier competition in Europe. You mm. remember that. So, Italy know how to play football. Yeah, well, 90, it was the 90s. The 90s, like, early 90s, that was where you wanted to play your football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just... Now it's all about the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, to a point. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But, yeah, like, Chester, what you're referring to... Oh, the A-League's before. where it's at. What am I on about? Oh, um, When he lost to... Uh, when England lost to Iceland back in the World Cup, what 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 changed from yeah, that? What day that was? What changed? What what? I made a video from... about that. I'm just gonna say. What Sorry, changed there. from? Oh, all yeah. oh, good. What changed no, from then question, to now? Oh. <laughs> what changed from then to now about this England team? From moving to Iceland to making the final in the Euros. <laughs> so the, I was what saying, I made, made a video after we lost to Iceland on my YouTube. Sorry. Oh, did you? Say that again. You made a YouTube video. 
No, no, no. Say that again. I didn't hear the question. Ah. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. I what, did after we lost to Iceland, like a full rant about, like, <laughs> <laughs> about how shit they are. <laughs> what's changed? Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, like, what's what's the biggest difference? Uh, so, from, a lot from of that, from from losing to Iceland to making the finals in the Euros. Okay. What what's what's the, what changed about England? First and foremost, obviously, after we lost to Iceland, that signaled the end of the Hodgson era. Apologies, George, because I love Father Time. But <laughs> as an England manager, he was pretty bang average, if not even fitter than that. Um, I mean, who the fuck puts Kane on corners? Let's, I'll just leave it at that. No, but um, first of all, we got rid of him. But then we brought in Sam Allardyce, obviously, straight after, which, thank God, he fucked that up by doing... I forgot what it was, but he got he got fired only two or so games into his tenure as England coach, which is what prompted the FA to go with Gareth Southgate. Now, I remember at the time, a lot of people were against that idea because he seemed like another one of those FA yes-men. This is what I'm going to say. That's the main thing that's what's changed. Prior to Southgate coming in, the problem with England was always we were hiring a lot of managers, or at least in the decade prior to it, we were hiring a lot of managers who were known as yes-men in the sense that the FA, the governing body in England who control all the competitions like the FA Cup, that lot, and the national football yeah, team, yeah, yeah. you know, managers would get hired who would just be like, whatever the FA told them to do, they would happily do, which yeah. isn't the way to manage a country, right? If you're going to try and be any bit successful or any bit decent, right? And people were complaining that Southgate did seem like another FA yesman. He'd obviously, prior to that, he'd obviously had relative success with the under-21s, and then prior to that, he'd obviously been relegated as manager of Middlesbrough. So there wasn't a great big of, like, notoriety, I guess you could say, on his CV at that point. But I guess... When it comes, sorry, when it comes to international management, that's not always a thing that you need to look for because I've, some of the best managers in international football usually don't have great club CVs because it doesn't. It's it's a different game in international football. You only meet for tournaments every couple of years, and in between that, you have qualifiers and friendlies, and now obviously yeah. Nations League. But um. So there's less time with the teams. So there's like, like constant pressure, like as if you were managing in a league week after week after week playing games. So, but yeah, one of the big changes was we hired Southgate and he turned out he wasn't a yes man. He didn't just go out there and be like, FA, you do this, Southgate. Yeah, all good. He made decision, decisions his own and he proved that with his first tournament, obviously being the 2018 World Cup. Whilst we obviously can't finish fourth ultimately, no one can sit there and say we did a bad job. We were we scored a lot of goals. Yes, we had an easy group. Yes, we had an easy run to the semi-finals. But you can only win what's in front of you, and we didn't beat Croatia. Therefore, didn't make it to the final. But uh, the difference is normally when that happens for England, if we do go on a good run of form, we'll usually just crumble and collapse after that and not pick it up again. But then we had the Nations League introduced, which gave us a chance to try and back it up, which we did by finishing third, obviously, but we lost another semi-final. So then the Euros rolled around. And well, I will say that the fact that COVID pushed this back a year, I think, helped big time because it gave that one extra season Southgate to watch more players develop out of the Premier League. Because yeah. let's face it, had it happened in 2020 like it was initially meant to happen, we probably wouldn't have Saka in the team and Grealish would only probably be on the fringes of the team, neither Foden probably. Yeah. So there would be maybe the team would be different, maybe wouldn't have been a good 
but we don't know. Yeah, exactly. The fact yeah. that it got pushed back a year, I think, was a big helping factor in that. I probably, again, people will say, oh, you had a relatively easy path to the final. But again, yeah. I don't, apart from the Ukraine game, I don't agree. Germany was not the Germany that years ago. They're still not easy to beat. You still have to nah, be aware. I mean, they turned Portugal over pretty, pretty decent style. So they're not a bad team. It's just we were better. Obviously, I said Ukraine, you know, credit to them for getting there. But even even Switzerland as well. But then Denmark, obviously. I think Denmark is yeah, Denmark is a surprise package of the tournament, despite the fact they're out, hands down. The fact that Denmark made it as far as they did, you know, they're not a bad team, but losing Ericsson and then to make it that far, easily the surprise package of the tournament for me, no questions. Yeah. And what I also will say is said before, like a bit before, about the final and how, you know, you're excited that it's Italy versus England. I think that's a perfect way to put it because I think no two countries right now in Europe are deserving more of playing in this final. Because England, you know, 55 years obviously between drinks in terms of finals, and Italy having not qualified for the 2018 World Cup, then being knocked out of the group stages following on from that in the Nations League, we're in need of a desperate repair, right? They were at and an all-time it, low for them because they're normally not used to fail to qualify for tournaments and then also group stages. I mean, prior to, obviously, the World Cup failing to qualify for 2018 World Cup, they made the quarterfinals of Euro 2016. Okay, fair enough. But then they got knocked out of the group in the 2014 World Cup and then also finished bottom group in the 2010 World Cup. Yeah, they made the final Euros in between that. But consistency of results, it's... It's a good thing to see Italy in a final now because it feels like they've the teams that are in the final feel they're there for the redemption purpose. It feels like that. It's like Euro twenty twenty, the Euros of the redemption. Yeah, Denmark redeemed themselves after the Ericsson incident and got to the yeah. semi final. Italy have redeemed themselves after an inconsistent couple of years and well, recently a really poor couple of years in England redeem themselves in 55 years without making the final last decade or more of inconsistent performances and Southgate the biggest one of all missing that penalty in in at Wembley in Euro 96 that knocked him final to take England to a final beyond Germany on the process to it who he obviously missed the penalty against and into a final that's his redemption right there but so it feels just like a full redemption thing. And whoever goes on to win it out of us or Italy deserve it, no matter what. Actually, like, it was at, This is the final I 50... can sit here and say. It was actually, over, it was actually over 50 years ago, 1968, the last time Italy won the Euros. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that, just yeah, that was a long out. time Obviously, you've that's won a, the World that's a long Cup since, well. but obviously you've, obviously you've won the World Cup a couple of times since. But yeah, yeah, true. yeah. <laughs> I think the redemption for Italy more focuses on failing to qualify for the Open World Cup and getting knocked out of group stage of the Nations League rather than way back to the 60s. But as I was saying, this is one of those few finals where a team of mine has been involved in where I obviously really, really want England to win because, like, unreal for England to win. I mean, we won the Cricket World Cup two years ago. That was unbelievable. So to win the Euros would be yeah, even more unbelievable. First and foremost, I'm a football fan. Yeah, as much as I love cricket as well. I mean, I'm watching my team win a, 
taking a trophy in football would be unreal, like my country. But it's a final where, you know, it's one of those finals where even if Italy do end up winning, I'm going to say fair play because they deserve it as much as we do. I haven't had a problem. This is probably like the one Italy team I can honestly say I respect. Yeah. I mean, I know they got an absolute twat of a manager in Mancini. Can't stand that cunt, being a United <laughs> fan. But you know, I can let go of that. International football is different. The way he has the team playing, the player, the way the players on the team play with that, you play with more respect. It's like that arrogance that happened in you know the decade, the last decade or so. When that Italian team was gone. There's, that arrogance doesn't exist anymore. It's more of like a there's, there's arrogance, but it's more of like a we can beat you arrogance rather than oh we're gonna take the piss and be little shitheads. To it's, it's a good arrogance, basically. In football, it's an arrogance teams who want to succeed should ultimately have. It's like yeah. with our defense, or just in general, it's like England. We have an arrogance among our team now, where we're confident we can win and beat teams that are in front of us. So it should be a really good final, is what I'm saying. And whoever wins, fair play to it. As I say, if Italy win, they deserve it. And if we win, fucking come on the boys. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point yeah. to make about the arrogance. You could definitely mm. tell that there's the, 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 the a huge sense of confidence about this Italy team that just know that, like, they know that they're capable of winning any match. Like, if we played against... Um, yeah. Um, in the like, uh, our run heading to the final is we beat, beating Austria two two one, then beating Belgium, and Belgium's no easy team again two one, um, and like yeah, no, no. And, and and then obviously beating Spain in the penalty shootout. Like you can just tell, like we weren't this Italy team wasn't intimidate, intimidated by any of those of those country of those teams. And you could tell, like you said, Chester, there's, a, there's definitely a sense of confidence, a huge sense of confidence about this Italian team as well as the England team. And, yeah, I think that's what's going to make it a great final. Just both, both of them hungry and passionate and want to win more, just as much as each other. Um, yeah, 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 like... yeah, exactly. And that's when you get the best finals. Confident that they can win the game. That's when you get the best final, when the two teams involved are so confident that they can win that game. Because it's not edgy, it's not cagey, it's teams going out to win a game of football, no matter what it takes. And I have to say, had Denmark made it, I still think it would have been the same outcome. Because Denmark played like that this year. It was, it was a... I'm in the previous podcast, so I won't do it again now. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Hey George, yes. Because I, because I support Italy and Chester supports England. From a mutual point, who do you think will win this game? Well, well, like I said before, I think I think oh, I you think love these questions, don't you? What? Hey. No, like I think I think I think England will win. No, I'm I was... hoping that they win. Um, it's gonna be very, very close. It'll be very extremely like it'll be extremely close. But I think being at Wembley, home, um, home advantage kind of situation. Um, 
I, I really hope England win it because um, I think Gareth Southgate, like just had said, uh, done a fantastic job uh, getting the team um, team that he needs and wants to be able to to, uh, to, to make the team successful. Uh, he's got the right plays in the right area. Uh, you know, tactics-wise, I think he's been spot on uh, for the majority of the uh, of the tournament. Um, but I really, really, the only thing that I question with England is if they go behind early in the game, they may struggle to look at possibly equalising, and it may dins like a little bit of their confidence. But in saying that too, I think if if England get if they score earlier or early on in the game, I think that just settles their nerves and allows them to play the football that we've seen throughout the tournament. So I really hope England win it, but who knows? I mean, it, it's basically the most 50-50 final that we've had, like, outcome-wise, I think, for a while or for a long time, actually. Yeah. Actually, on Sportsbet, it's very similar um, with the match odds. Um, it, it, England's just ahead, two, $2.62, and Italy, $2.87. Mate, um, mate, honestly, put a put a multi on, five bucker, $5. Harry Kane and Sterling to score any time, one, plus one goal difference win to England. Oof. Then put A on on Alan Pardew to to be in the crowd and start dancing. <laughs> no, he'll probably be like the 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 players box or whatever, like in the doing the um you know it's thinking doing the uh, pundit kind of uh, situation, thinking oh you know if I was out there I would have done this I would have done that. I'm like, piss off! You haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah. But, My favourite is John Aloisi. Of all of all pundits, John Aloisi takes it from you. Mr. State the obvious John Aloisi. Well, I really think the team I really think this team could benefit in the second half by creating chances. If you create chances, you score goals. And that's how they're gonna get back in or possibly win this game, is if they create chances to score the goals to help them win this game. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, John. <laughs> Am I wrong? That's it. Am I wrong? That's actually what he sounds like, isn't it? It does. It does. Yeah, like, John Aloisi is probably, probably like the worst manager you could ever coach to have in an A-League situation and be a pundit. Because all he's worried about is how brown he looks, okay? Even in winter time, he looks fucking brown, all right? I don't know how the hell that works, honestly. Yeah. He can speak Spanish because he played La Liga times. Who cares? He'd done nothing with Brisbane Raw, okay? What does he know about football than Mel McLaughlin? Or, like, freaking... Bridges has done more than what Alois has done. Bridges has played for England. He's played for Leeds. He's played in the Premier League. Like, you know... Some of the words, some of the stuff Mike that comes. Yes. 
me and my brother were playing FIFA, making jokes about like, can you, do you know how you have the commentators in FIFA? Like, they're usually the English commentators. Oh, Lee Dixon and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they had like a DL for next FIFA, they should make it happen like a DLC A League commentary pack. Oh, well, Ben Chow 10 oh, much more this season. Damn. I don't know who the commentators are. Because they're going to be on Charlie. Please don't be Adam. Don't be Adam Peacock. I'm so no, professionalism in guys' poetry is a joke. Well, Adam Peacock's gonna be on oh, Channel he's, 7 for the Nippy. His meal passed this to his mate Brian. <laughs> What's Adam Peacock gonna be on? He's gonna do the football for the Olympics, like the Matildas and the Ollie Roos team. Oh, really? Ah, oh. that's it. that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, again, it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think no. I think it's um. I, I think it's uh Andy Harper. I think he's gonna do the commentating. Uh-huh. And I don't mind Andy Harper. He's all right as long as it's not Robbie Slater. I'm happy. Yeah. Because Robbie Slater thinks he's king shit because he's won a Premier League title. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's top corner, if you don't mind. <laughs> 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 Would you have a look at that skill? That is sublime stuff. Beautifully executed. I mean, he, it's almost like he it's almost <laughs> like he has a, it's like every time he watches like he commentates a game and he sees something like he looks like he has a like he sounds like he has a heart on. That's what he sounds like. It's just excitement everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Brendan's been an Andy Harper. Both of them. I know the best, but the best sideline, com- the two best sideline commentators in the A League. Archie Thompson. And Bob. Archie Thompson. Wait, did you watch He's the right. Wait, did you watch the grand final preview like before the game? No, no, I didn't. I nah, didn't. grand final preview. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? No, nah, I didn't see it. Um, no, no, I didn't watch the preview. Nah, the Melbourne City fans behind the goal, they gave them, they gave Archie Thompson a wooden spoon award for Melbourne victory. Oh, did they? No way. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is gold. That is gold. Um, Bozo, it, was, it was gold. Bozo and Conway to me are the best sideline commentators in the match. You know, it's how Bozo always goes like, really, like, like, oh, no, you've played well tonight, didn't you? Yeah, use, use, use. Yeah, because you don't you want to use. Yeah, and the extra is good. Like... Yeah, but he's a true Westie. That's why. He's a true Western. No, no, you know, so you know, FIFA, how I don't know, I can't remember if having the recent ones, but back in the day in FIFA, they had like Jeff Stelling or like the Scottish dude, whatever the fuck his name was again, right? Who always like Martin Tyler would always be like, oh, I, there's been a red card or something like that. It's been a red oh, card. Oh, oh, Alan McAnally. Alan McAnally, that's it. So <laughs> imagine an A League version. What's that? <laughs> so imagine an A-League version of that with Bozza to download. It's like, oh, Bozza, we hear there's been like some news. Instead of just being like, oh, there's a red card in the First of all, Adam, a big welcome to all of you. It's a lovely sunny day here. Eh? The sun is out. It's a re- How fucking extra that guy is when it comes to his sideline commentary. Nah. It takes about five minutes to get to the actual incident. Like... The, the best one for me is Ned Zelich. 
Ned Zelich is the king of boom. Like the question for me, the question for me. I'm sorry, like if you go and if you go on YouTube and look up like the best of uh, Ned Zelich when he was doing the SBS for the 2010 World Cup. It's yeah. the best thing you'll ever hear. The question for me, the question for me, the question for me, lacking that imagination and fantasy, <laughs> imagination and fantasy. <laughs> no, I'll just say, Dan, you, you remember, oh, you? because that was Mark Yanko's screamer against Brisbane. <laughs> but the worst, the worst one, remember that one the worst one has to be Craig Foster. I hate Craig Foster. Really? <laughs> yes. Because Craig, Craig you. Foster, he's an Aussie but sounds ethnic and looks ethnic. How does that work? No, no, but, no, no, but did we ever tell you? Me, Yachty, and Brendan and them went to the – um. did you go with us? I can't remember. Dan, did you go as well? I can't remember. Remember the Australia All-Stars versus like, Liverpool Legends game they had that one season? Yeah. I went to that game. Yeah, we all went to that game. Yeah. Do you remember the fans booing? Huh? Do you remember the fans booing Craig Foster when he walked out onto the pitch? When he walked out yeah. for Australia? Yeah, he He's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's so funny? I was actually singing the, the Liverpool anthem. You were singing what? the Liverpool anthem? Yeah. What? Why? Because you have to join in. You can't just fucking not do it. Uh, man, nah, we'll join in and we'll never walk alone. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, they, the they should change no, it no, to... No, but what was the other thing? The other sideline. Huh? Robbie Cornfway. Oh, How good is Robbie Cornfway? Are you, are you serious? Are you actually being serious? Way, shit. Are you actually being I'm serious? Joking. Oh, I was gonna say. I'm what, like, as in, <laughs> what about him being shit or about him being good? Well, both. Yeah, have you noticed every time they ask him about? Have you noticed every time they ask him about something, he finds a way to revert it to either Adelaide or his own playing career. Especially when it comes to like, the dark it's like group. a game. Let's say it's like a game. Yeah. It's like a game, let's say, between like Mariners and MacArthur, right? No Adelaide involved whatsoever. And let's say Robbie Corn, I mean, he wouldn't be. Like, let's just yeah. say he was. Yeah. And they asked him about, like, say, say, like, Mariners loaded, like, scored a goal, right? And they'd be like, oh, how do you see that goal, Robbie? They're all, you know, it's. It, Adelaide scored their goal last week. Yeah. <laughs> like, last week yes, 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 I agree. <laughs> That's my head in. <laughs> I think we're a little bit off topic to be honest. Yeah, it's not that. It's and like, what are you talking about? Oh, well, that's what you get from an Aussie podcast. I think I scored a goal <laughs> like was... Huh? <laughs> yeah, George, your team had the pleasure of actually having him play for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what even pisses me off even worse. Is no, that was... and he was a captain. That's what fucking stunk. Hey, what? He was our captain. How good? How shit was he? For you? How like, shit was he? For you? Like, can I be honest with you? Like he, he makes he looks he looks like it yeah. makes McGowan look like a freaking legend. 
honestly, Wait, what season did you have him? Like twenty sixteen or something like that. Before he retired, wasn't it? Going back to the top. Oh, alien commentators. Anyway, back to the back to the topic of the Euros. We could talk about back to... <laughs> <laughs> um we still need to do a podcast just about A-League and just pure banter about A-League. But yeah, anyway. Maybe I, think, I can I start my podcast think... and I'll talk about A-League. <laughs> um, oh, bro, okay. I'm so there. Please, I'm being so a, there. Being a, being a, I know you're an England supporter, but... No shit. And I, and I, know, and yeah. I know you think this game could go either way, but if you're a mutual supporter and you look at both sides... Who would you think? <laughs> what is this? No, but that's a question you would ask me, not him. I know, I know, but like, I, I don't. What question is that? I've been tears after that question. What the hell? That's one of the best questions I've been asked. It makes no sense. Oh, give, me, give me a round of applause, Daniel. That is like the most winded question. Most of you have made it this far in the podcast. Yeah, you just witnessed one of the uh, best ever questions ever. I might have questions, okay? That was my last question. <laughs> uh, I know you're an England supporter, but if you were a neutral... You're neutral. <laughs> uh, we've got George to answer. Oh, George, God. you want to feel that question? I might as well eat them. I feel like that's an answer for me. A question for me. <laughs> it's like uh, me. It's like you when you said, "Oh, what do you? Th- how did you feel about the Euro- Greece winning the Euros?" Yeah, I fucking hated it. Like, I, 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 feel like I feel like everyone in Australia all, will be going for England to be honest, because of the ocean. No, I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, I think a lot of people will probably go for Italy. Yeah, no, I no but a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of a lot of Aussie fans have that resentment towards Italy because of the 06 yeah, but um, game against. Huh? Same time they yeah. A lot of Aussies have like Italian thing... ancestry. Yeah, the, but the thing that pisses me off is if you watch like on TikTok or Instagram, you get like. The, they'll do interviews of like to the girls at, in America and all that, like Italian Americans, and they'll be like, "Oh, what do you think of the players? Like who, like um, stuff like that." And they're like, "Oh, I don't know who plays for Italy, but I just want Italy to win." So you're just oh my god, Benucci is so freaking hot. I mean, OMG, he is such a hunk. Like, they should totally win just because he looked that damn good. Yeah. And then they were like, uh, there was another video. Yeah. Nah. What? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, like, I'd rather, like, as I said, I'd rather England win it just to shut them up about not fucking winning something. Because, like I said, I feel like they're like the Liverpool of but, international but, football. But that doesn't make sense because if they do win something, they won't shut up about it. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I know that, but they won't shut up about not winning stuff for so long. But then you're not going to hear the end of it, obviously, for the next three to four years. But uh, as I said, I'd rather England win it 
Um, but if Italy win it, well done to them. But I just hope England win it because if uh, I just want John to be crying and I just want <laughs> him to suffer the way I've suffered with Greece for so many years. Like, okay, it, just turn a bit dark. Tessa, I, f- I found the question. Turn a bit sinister here, George. <laughs> Okay, yeah, what? I've, I've got the perfect question for you. <laughs> I mean, it can't be worse than the other one, so go for it. <laughs> if, if you could go on a holiday and the only two places were to go to were Italy or Greece. What oh, question? <laughs> I thought you were about to England again, and I was like, hang on. I thought you were about to England again, and I was like, well, no, no, hang on. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Italy or Greece. <laughs> Would you, Funny uh, enough, I've been to both. So <laughs> sorry, guys, just a subtle brag. Oh, you've been to both, have you? So I've got. I can. I can base my answer on. Yeah, I've been to both. Yeah, um, I went field trip and I went to Italy on a family holiday. I sound, I sound so fucking English and privileged right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mumsy and Daddy took me to a family holiday to Italy one time, and then I went on a school holiday for a week to Greece. No, just the you. Um, I will say this is really difficult because I really enjoyed both, but they were almost family. See, like different things. Um, this is really difficult because both have really good pros. Like Greece, the countryside of Greece is just superb, as is Italy. To be fair, but like. If you go to like a proper like, don't go to a big city in Greece. Like Athens is polluted to all fuck. It's horrible. Yeah, but go to like, go to like a village. Yeah, we went. I still remember we took a ferry into an island just off the coast of like where Athens is, and in the bay one time, like one of the days. That was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Like having proper Greek food in like a cafe in like a small little town or back streets or at night is just mind-blowing and then you got italy which is a really nice place as well especially like ostia antica where like the ruined city and all that walking around there was i can't because both have pros and both have cons and both both it's such a difficult choice and if like you'd ever been there it's like wait and have you been to italy no i haven't i haven't I, I, I've never been to Europe. Oh, no, I've yet to go to Europe. Oh, yeah, so I forgot. Yeah, John's the one who's been, not you. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, um, John's been, yeah. George, have you <laughs> ever been to Greece? No, I've never left the country. Ah, oh, good on you. Will, um, will you ever travel yeah, outside um, of Australia, George? No. Really? COVID's doing my... Why not? COVID's doing what I needed it to do. <laughs> what? George, what, George here, everyone. He's an advocate of COVID. <laughs> COVID no, all but... the way. Now I'm gonna yeah. stop on the... sorry, Dan. I'm gonna give you an answer, Dan, because I'm gonna stop sitting on the fucking fence with all these questions you ask me. I did it with the <laughs> Europa League final, and I did it with the England game. Well, it was the England Germany game, wasn't it? I'm not sitting on the fence on this one. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say Greece. Because ah. as great as a country as Italy is, it's so hard to split. Just I remember go we I went to in Greece. Um yeah. 
So, and like, I've been to like that and just being in the Greek countryside, like I've been to the Parthenon. I'm, I'm sounding so cunty to anyone who's listening to this point right now. Oh, listen to this twat. Like, I've been here, I've been there. I'll, I'll, I'll make it worse by now. I just feel like saying it. I could have gone to Venice because my parents decided to drive down to Venice one time when we lived in Germany, but I decided not to go to Venice because I'd rather stay and play and like hang out with my friends on that weekend instead. So I missed out on going to Venice because I'd rather hang out with my friends in Germany. Yeah. And now I sound like a total douchebag to anyone <laughs> who's listening to this point. So I'll just finish what I was saying now. Um, I choose Greece just because. Yeah. <laughs> I choose Greece just because the like the countryside and the landscape. And when you go when you go out of the city and stuff in Greece, it's second to none. It's like a place you will never ever like. It's so unique and so beautiful, basically. Much as Italy is as well, I just think Greece takes it just by that edge. Like, yeah, I think I've both been to more places when I was there. Obviously, on the trip. Yeah. Did you Did you ever experience any? Like, if I was to recommend a place for you, well, uh, sorry, well, I'm going to change your name, Chester. Your last name, if you're going to go with Greece, Chester Brannanopoulos. Brannanopoulos. <laughs> Brannanopoulos. So unimaginative. <laughs> <laughs> Red and Edis. Like, Dan, what are you going for? Uh, <laughs> um, what did you say before? I oh, know, yeah, oh, yeah, I was, I was saying, um, yeah, I think both places would be amazing. Like, obviously, I've never been to Europe myself, but man, I would, I would love to, I would definitely love to go to Italy or Greece. Is, is it true when they say, like, Italy, like, in Rome, oh, there's, like, so many pocket pickers like everywhere no that's more like india yeah there's a lot no 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 there's a lot of beggars and stuff not pocket pickers dan there's just a lot of beggars on the streets of rome that does kind of make it look not as amazing it's still a great place and if you ever go go to ostia antica that place is unreal it's basically like a ruined like it's like a ruined rubble like city that's been like reduced to like rubble and you can walk it's huge like you can walk around like all these like half broken buildings of like the old times and in and out like machine i mean maybe it's changed now because i went a long time ago but like back when i and store for the most part from what i remember you could just walk in and out of like these old abandoned ruined houses from way back whenever it was like i think like around the time of Pompeii, possibly, even, where they come from, or maybe, I don't know, my history's shit, but <laughs> I would recommend, obviously, you go to Italy, because it's where your heritage comes from, so you have to go there, but definitely go to Greece, 100%. Like, not Athens, though, don't stay out of the centre of Athens. Yeah, I agree. Not as nice there. Right. Go to, like, the countryside. Don't go to, like, go to Athens or Santorini. Because <laughs> it's too touristy there. Uh, yeah, like, like what Chester yeah. said was like, like you, but not only that, it's you'd just rather go to where like there's no tourists. You you rather go in the heartland or the heartland of the islands where it's just local people and they love you for coming there because they know you're gonna spend money there and you're gonna help them. Um, like, cause I remember watching something on YouTube, like a American guy went to Greece about two or three years ago. And he did like the whole Athens thing because, you know, you have to kind of thing. But he also did um, islands 
that were untouched by tourists and they're so more accommodating and more loving and more um, inviting uh, to you. Um, and that's probably the difference. Whereas in like Athens, Santorini, because it's very touristy, they'll yeah. charge you more and they'll barter, they'll price up everything because they know you got fucking money. So oh. that's. See if I went to <laughs> if I went to Greece, I'd have free accommodation where I could be because I I can stay at my grandmother's um, uh, her brother's um place. He's a priest in Greece. That rhymes. Priest. Where does he live? <laughs> no, he lives in some fucking mountain village in Greece. Like, there's no electricity. Is it like near Olympia or something? No. <laughs> Olympics, yeah. the Olympics are in Athens. It's completely different. Like he's in some country in Greece and some other like area in Athens. Olympics, Olympia. Olympia is a city or town like on that peninsula bit that hangs down next to Athens. Yeah, but I don't know. That's the way I. Yeah, I don't know. I'll take that under advisement when I do travel to Europe. Hopefully, we do travel and we get out of this place to post, bubble post. sooner rather than later. I'll tell you yeah. what. Well, it's going on for another week. George yeah. messaged me the other day on Facebook. He's like, another week. And I was just like, figured it. Or figured or whatever it was I said. Yeah. It's so I fucking think... predictable here. Yeah. Mate, I think, I think they should just bloody. Uh, this is probably controversial in what I'm saying, but like this lockdown shit's getting ridiculous now. Uh, I mean, like, it's got to be. You're in a place. podcast with George. Not <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be other ways at this point, you know? It's like. But he... like what... Huh? Hello. Wasn't there, George? Wasn't there like another thirty odd cases or something today? Like thirty eight yeah. in total. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's risen. Hey, yeah, thirty eight. That was which is alarming. Yeah, it's all my fucking area. Yeah. Oh, is it? Like oh. Liverpool, <laughs> like freaking Fairfield now. Yeah, yeah, but you know what the problem is, and I'm gonna sound racist when I say this. You know, I don't want you to get your podcast taken down, but it's... Going back to what I just said, it's all the... It's all the controversial. it's all the... It's all the freaking... And you're half of them, Daniel. It's like the the Arabs of the, the area that have to take their 16 kids to freaking Woolies to do shopping and then go visit their family because, oh, I miss them, whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen my grandmother in three weeks. So, well, what's any different between that and what they're doing? Like, it just, it just pisses me off. Like, it, I don't know. Like, I'm getting by, but I'm like starting to now go a little bit. I think that's what, I think that's what lockdown does to us. You know, we, we go a bit crazy. Because you're meant to, as as human beings, we're meant to interact with people. people yeah, we're meant to interact and socialize with people. Like. It's only human nature to go, um, you know, we need to catch up with family or friends or whatever. And hopefully when it, when and if this lockdown does um, end, 
Um, which I don't think it will be next week. I think it will honestly be pushed back from next <laughs> week, to be honest with you. They'll keep pushing um, back. But yeah, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, when we have that freedom, I'm going to go to places that I haven't been before rather than my status quo of places that I usually go to. I want yeah. to experience stuff that I haven't experienced before because who knows, there might be another lockdown, you yeah. know, in a few more months down the track. Yes, meditate, make the most of it while while we have that freedom. And, yeah. and Chester can still be talking about England winning the Euros. Yeah, but, you know, in my opinion, in my non-biased opinion, I think Italy will win. But <laughs> All right, if Italy wins, who scores the winner? In thin, yeah. Oh, of course, a little midget. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I hope Italy win. I well, I want to say, going back to the COVID thing. Huh? Sorry. Going back to the COVID thing quickly. Both of, yeah. you, both of you still working? Or, or yeah, I'm, working I'm, I'm still working, but I'm still working, but I've had a few... I've had the last couple of weeks because I've had surgery. So, um, yeah, I've been at home oh. the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Uh, I I just hope. Yeah, Dan, you're still working, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Childcare. Childcare. Yeah, it's essential work. So, yeah. He's an essential yeah. work. Oh yeah, essential work. Yeah. Oh, bro, that must be. Um, your job must be right a nightmare during lockdown. It's, no, it's actually quite boring. We, no we offense to kids or anything. <laughs> no, it's actually it's the opposite. Oh, okay, they're not. It's actually the opposite of what you think it is because it's actually we don't have many kids coming to our center during this time. So it's like it's just basically you have to get tested like uh, precaution. Yeah. No. I, Did you get tested? Did you have to get tested? I've had the COVID test a couple of times, yeah. But like it's only if I oh, if okay. I'm sick, uh, I have to get tested, yeah. Pretty much if I have any of those COVID um COVID related symptoms, uh, definitely like they make you get tested. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah, which is I can't argue that. Like even even with my work, like I technically, I'm the same as well. So yeah, yeah. Have have you how many times have you been? Oh, you're doing a small phone right now. Just once. Just once. Yeah, I think I think I've been tested like three times. Brendan's had the most. I reckon he's been tested like six. Uh, probably, yeah. Because he he goes he goes about a lot. What? But you've been sick or just wants to get tested? I guess he's no. thinking team. <laughs> so maybe it's yeah, kind of a mandatory yeah. thing for him. Like he he does get he says he he gets like sore throats. He gets runny noses, and with his, like with his work, like at the time, they kept on making him do the COVID test. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I think our conversation has gone. Uh, well. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> um, thank you, guys, for joining. As per usual, we were on topic and we did way off topic. <laughs> it, I think that's our thing now. We go on topic Sorry? and then we go to COVID, to go to traveling, to go to. <laughs> yeah, well, we cover yeah. a lot of topics, so I guess it's not a bad thing, you know. <laughs> well, traveling, traveling was a new one. Travelling was a new one, so good on us today for branching it out a little further. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, it's about the American Congress. No, Trump 2024. What? Trump 2024. Channel 24. No, Trump 2024. Oh, I was like, what's on Channel 24? And they also had the best question I've ever been asked. Man. Uh, I, I don't know, even know why I asked that question. Oh, the bloody mind blow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, podcast, you might as well mix. Why we guys blue, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? When we come out, well, of lockdown, the sky's not blue. The sky's actually when, not blue. When we come out of lockdown, Dan, I want to come to your house so I can do my my first ever podcast. You should, man. Uh, I've been telling you. Start your own pod- podcast, man. Okay. Yeah, first guest could be you and Chester. I was going uh, yeah. to say, when lockdown ends, we should start doing podcasts like Dan. We should start doing your podcast like live in a place where we can record together and actually film it. Yeah. And like would have better connection because <laughs> we're all in the one place. Yeah. Yeah. So we would all, all be in the same room, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, I think we yeah. should. Because how many microphones do you have? Just yeah. the one? Huh? Do you have like the one microphone or do you have more? I, I, I should buy a I mean, I can buy a mic. Mine stores like 20 or dollars. Yeah, yeah, and um, another essential service, JB Hi Fi. Yeah, I think I might. One, I think I might start. I think we should get together and actually. Sit down together and actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would make it better to be honest. Yeah, because um, like we just find there, there's a room in your house, I guess we could probably set it up in, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got a room, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we I'm sure you room. do have a room, Dan. <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks again, right, Dan. Anyways, guys. Uh, um, yeah, thanks, man. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Take care. Be, hopefully, it comes home to Rome. That's all I'm saying. Stop taking my saying, man. Like, you know what? <laughs> home, home, coming up. I'm gonna say these two. I'm gonna sing the uh, anthem of England. God save our gracious oh queen, holy <laughs> noble queen. God save the queen. Send her oh, All right, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, George's serenade beautifully. Oh, no, no, it's gone.